welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. And with me today is the founder of Cockblock Studios, Adrian Hoffman. How you doing? I'm doing good. That's always a good thing. I Better agree. Than doing bad. Yeah. I mean, hard day work and, you know, now coming to talk about games, so... Yeah, it's much talking better. about games is is always relaxing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I always joke that like my wife loves the fact I have this podcast now because I don't have to talk to her about board games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Since I started Cockbox Studios, my girlfriend's like, "Can you please stop talking about games?" <laughs> and you're like, "No, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. I, mo- I most certainly do. I cannot. No. I, so, I uh, pretty." Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know you, which might be a few people, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. what do you do for the gaming community? Yeah, so uh, for most of my life, I've been a consumer of games, a broad consumer of games. I don't really have a favorite genre, so to speak. Uh, I'll That's play, always good. Yeah, I'll play anything. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> is it a game? I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you know, is it RPG? Uh I mean, there's certain systems that I prefer over others, but yeah, mainly if it's a game, I'll play it. And <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, meme that we had at my old office that says, I don't know what we're playing, but I'm going to win. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just killed me. Yeah. And then here in the past couple of years, um, I mean, I've been derping around with it up in my head for a while, but uh, past couple of years, I've started to create games. And so... I'm really hoping, and it's kind of an ethos for our company, is that if for every single game that we have, we will make it free in one fashion or another. Mainly because, I mean, I've been dirt poor. I know what it's like. It sucks. And I don't think that that should ever be a limit to playing good, fun, great games. Sure. So you have a game currently up on Kickstarter right now called Turducken. Yes. Do you want to explain what a turducken is for those of those that are listening that may not be from the Midwest and know what a turducken is just by the sound of the word? Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like haggis, but hillbilly style. <laughs> so it's <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, kind of. So you debone a uh, chicken, you debone a turkey uh, duck and uh, you can debone the turkey if you want, but you don't have to. And you stuff the chicken inside the duck uh, with some herbs and some seasonings and then stuff that concoction into the turkey and add some stuffing and some more seasonings and then stuff it in the oven. <laughs> so, like the last but then you stuff it into the oven. Yes. Don't eat don't eat the oven. Eat everything else that's stuffed in there but don't eat the oven. It depends how hungry you are. Um, <laughs> you need to be pretty hungry to go after an oven. So a turducken, have you ever had a turducken? I have not. I have not. Um but it's ever a- since I've heard it I want to. <laughs> when this pandemic lives we'll have a turducken together that would be awesome that would, be, <laughs> that would, that would kick ass oh man so uh how did you get into gaming you said you were like you're like me play anything and everything yeah i grew up playing all of the the milton bradley parker brothers oh, Hasbro. Yeah. yep yep millborns and uh yeah it, uh growing up it was it, pretty much anything that you could find now in walmart uh that was in our shelves um but my favorites growing up were definitely Solar Quest and Hero Quest. Those two are my personal favorites. And uh, yeah, so in if anybody doesn't know, they did a uh, Hasbro did the Hasbro whatever. It's basically a Kickstarter, and they're redoing Hero Quest, and yeah. I'm pretty excited about huge. that. Yeah, I'm jazzed. Yeah, but, and you should be. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then uh, going to college, um, it, I mean, that was pretty much all gaming, Magic the Gathering, and a lot of role-playing, and uh, some Android, and some other stuff. But yeah, and that was kind of where my start to creating games, uh, you know, had a fledgling. The first game that me and another guy talked about was completely horrible. But since then, like, I've reworked the mechanics and all that kind of stuff, and it's it's getting there. So, yeah. It's it's yeah. Everybody's first game is garbage. Or oh yeah, it's off as garbage because you you know it all works in your head, and then you go to play, and you're like, this this doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, way too complex. Yeah. Yeah. What happened with with my first go with my first serious game design uh, was a game called Mind Your Business. Uh, we've re- since we 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 were retooling it, recalling it under construction, and and bringing it back out here, hopefully later this year. But the first play test of it, like, you know, I spent all this time making this deck of cards called the action card deck, and nobody ever bought the action cards. So it's like, well, that, you know, why not? And then you kind of go back, and you're like, okay, well, then you got to start, like you're saying, you got to start messing with the mechanics. You got to yep. start limiting decisions and, and kind of forcing the hand and, yeah, you know, but keep the gameplay fun, but make it do what you want it to do yep so if i came over to your house obviously not right now but <laughs> uh if i came over to your house what game is set out on your table right now uh honestly it just depends um it, because we have been acquiring so many board games recently <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest i started yeah. off so well at the beginning that, of the pandemic that's right i'm not going to get more games <laughs> And I, I, I don't even want to think about how many, in case my wife listens to this podcast, how many I have managed to get anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, ton. oh, yeah. We have an entire wall dedicated right now that we just rearranged for. And it, with the whole Kickstarter thing, I started buying Kickstarters, which was also a bad idea because now I'm up to like 15 or 16. That's just more games that are coming. <laughs> Yeah, but I like the ones that you forget about, and then they show up, and you're like, "Hey, oh, that yeah, awesome. yeah." I had that happen. I had I like the random emails that you'll start getting here shortly, where it'll just be like, "Here's your tracking number." <laughs> no idea what's coming. It, that there's no. It just says, "Here's a tracking number," and you just, it's just a tracking number, and you type it in, and it says it'll be there on Thursday, and you're like. I don't know <laughs> what's awesome. coming, but it's going to be here on Thursday. Yep. Yeah, that just means it's another, you know, great day to break out some games. Yeah. Right now, I, we uh, we just uh, picked up two from the game shop that we had brought in uh, from uh, a book that I read that we'll talk about again here in a minute um, by Ellie Dix. And she listed some games that I was like, hey, I want those games. And so I bought those. <laughs> And then uh, a game that my son and I read about, we read about board games. That's our bedtime story, right? And we read about 10 days in the USA, and turns out it's, like, only available through the Board Game Geek store. So they uh, they had it on sale, and I was like, yeah, okay, it's on sale. It's, I, I, it, I got it for a good deal, right? That's why I tell myself anyway. Yeah. So here in the past couple of days, uh, it's been Dwarves Duel. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard of the Dwarves, but it's a pretty big board game. Um, it's kind of like Pandemic and Area Control, uh, that those kind of mechanics. But the uh, the Duel is a really fun 
um, deck reducing, reduction uh, kind of gameplay where you each have your own decks and you fight against each other to get, you know, victory points out on the field, that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, uh, that one's been good. Santorini has been good. Oh, Santorini. <laughs> what, that, that game was one I did not back on Kickstarter and I kicked myself for it. Yeah, we didn't. The first couple of times we played, we were like, this is boring. But we weren't using the God cards, which completely, oh. completely changes everything. Yeah, and then you gotta get the expansion so you have more oh, God yeah. cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have not yet pulled the trigger on that one. It's cheap, why not? Yeah, because I'm buying everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta find a I gotta find a way to like, you know, buy that one covertly so it sneaks in and <laughs> accidentally finds itself on the shelf. I don't know where this came yeah. from. Yeah. Oh, we've had it for forever. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I like the like I like the the uh expansions and stuff that you can stick in the original box oh yeah yeah absolutely that way i I save shelf space my wife doesn't see it you know it's good stuff (laughs) yeah uh so we talked earlier that you don't game at lunch partly because of uh the pandemic but also you said you were having a hard time getting people involved yes and that that so uh i interviewed ellie dix who wrote a book called the board game fam or the yeah the board game family and it's it's basically you know reclaim your children from the screen and it talks about like getting your kids off the screen and getting them to play games with you and as i was reading it i was laughing so hard at the first half of the book because these are like the same exact skills the same exact tricks that i use on my coworkers <laughs> to get them to start playing at lunch and so part of it you know that and so once you kind of get back into an office setting if you ever go back to an office setting right uh is just have the games in sight okay and i have uh i had a couple foreign editions of Catan, which i guess i should ask you uh is it Catan or Catan to you well in the way if i was to stick true to my hillbilly past then it would be Catan. But oh. unfortunately, I cannot do that. So <laughs> it, even when I first saw it, it was definitely Catan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I had some foreign editions of Catan that I would set up on top of my cubicle. And so people would kind of see them and it kind of became like a conversation starter. Oh, sure. And I had a, I had yeah. a big, I had a big uh, poster on the edge of my cube that just said eat lunch and board game. And then we started playing and then as we started playing, more people started showing up, and then more people started showing up, and then they were like, hey, have you had have you played this game, and have you tried this game? And the next thing you know, we've got this huge, huge uh, gaming group at work. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and then the funny thing is, the current book I'm reading is called The Civilized Guide to Tabletop Gaming. Rules Every Gamer Must Live By. And this one, again, talks about starting a gaming group uh, getting to know your your friendly local game store, how to teach games, how to read your you know because like you're like me right we'll play anything so oh, yeah. but it's it's about finding a game that that guy that guy will play so you can kind of bring him in and then maybe she would like this game and so I I bring her in and now I've got these people and so this book is fantastic it's uh, by Terry Latorco that's a great book uh that you can pick up with great ideas on how to suck people into board gaming throwing game nights that sort of thing uh well what i've been doing with my buddies is we've been playing the absolute heck out of rolling right 
Huh. Because as long I've as you those. have a, as long as you have the set of dice yeah. and the score sheet, uh, like we've, I don't know if you can see it. We've been playing a lot of uh, Wolfgang Varsh's. That's pretty clever, and twice as clever because as long as you have the different colored dice and the score sheet, we can play. I it it's not it's uh, a single player RPG, but I did just back a twenty twenty two calendar, and it's ah. uh, yeah, it's the adventure yeah. per day. I'm like that sounds awesome. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I I backed that myself actually. Yeah. I can't uh, yeah. wait. I, I missed the one before, but this one, I'm like, ah, this looks really good. Yeah, it's it's crazy, the, the stuff that's out there now. So if you had a lunch hour, a full 60 minutes, what game would you break out to play with your coworkers? Uh, if I had to keep it under 60, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would probably be like Star Wars Armada. It, that takes some time to you know teach, but it's still a lot of fun. Dwarves, um, Pandemic, the Android. If I can suck another player into Android, because it's, it, I like Android far more than Magic the Gathering. I mean, you know, the different dynamics between a non-paired setup, you know, just with the disparity between the runners and the corporations, that kind of stuff. Lots of fun. I really like that. Nice. I don't, I'm not familiar with Android. I. As normal, I, I have my pen and paper, and I take notes, and then I buy the games that somehow find their way onto my shelf unknowingly. Uh, so if you only had 30 minutes, lunch half hour, because that's where you hear a lot of people say, you know, I don't like to take a full hour. I like to take a yeah, half hour so sure. I can leave early. Yep. So I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, well, let me show you some of my 30-minute games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Onitama is probably one of my favorites for that. Uh, Santorini yep. would be in there. Flux, if we had, uh, you know, some more people in any of the tiny epics, really. Um, I The most recent one that I got was uh, Tiny Epic Mechs. And there's only one rule in that that I didn't like where, you know, you get knocked back instead of respawned. And I'm like, it, it, it's a mech game. You should be respawned, not... But aside from that, I'm like, yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, I have that one. I'm trying to think. I got Tiny Epic Tactics was the last one in their series. I just backed their uh, the Tiny Epic Dungeon. Yes. Yeah. That just went crazy on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, it is like three or four million. That was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm like, like oh. come on, Turducken. <laughs> 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 yeah, not at all. I don't no offense. I don't think Turducken's gonna get you to three mil. Yeah, not even close. That, that would be a lot of Turducken. That would be a lot. Everybody'd have Turducken. <laughs> so, a uh, hidden gem or guilty pleasure game? Um, as far as my hidden gem goes, I would actually say it would either be Temporum or Quest for Atlantis. Uh, I really like both of those for completely different reasons. Um, Temporum is a really good uh kind of a time altering back and forth strategy game and quest for atlantis is a really good airship steampunk uh semi story driven kind of cooperative kind of backstabbing game <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's kind of cooperative it's kind of backstabbing yeah it's if you're playing it right it's both yeah oh yeah absolutely oh yeah so we already kind of talked in 
you're you're on Kickstarter right now with Turducken. Yep. You you're addicted to backing games. Yeah. So that that's a, like a, that's a sickness that um, <laughs> I'm I'm addicted to. So uh, there for a while I was getting close to having everything in, and I was like, I can't have every like nothing coming in. So <laughs> got back on there. So let's talk about Turducken. Yeah, um, that's how absolutely. that's how we met. Um, yep. I did a review on it for a friend uh, mm-hmm. on his website. So in Turducken, you are trying to hunt down one of each of the birds to complete your dinner. Yep. And uh, as I was speaking to you right before we started, uh, my favorite part of the game is that the dice. Whoops, there went one. Uh, the dice are black with gold tips. Uh, I went to Purdue for my undergrad, and I gotta say, I like the Purdue colors. So whether that was intentional for me or not, you know, I'm gonna assume <laughs> it was. But uh, but you have these different characters. You're trying to hunt down the the different birds. The first one to do it wins. But there's a lot more going on. Oh yeah, you got all the action cards that you can use to either benefit you or hinder your opponents. So that's always that's always what I think is makes this game a lot of fun, right? I think it's better with higher player count for sure. Uh, I enjoyed it with my son, but when we both played as two players and just kind of had the four players going at each other, man, that that's where the game really shines when you get these all these players going at it and everybody's trying to shoot the duck and everybody, you know, only got to get the the turkeys is the only thing I need, but there's no one, <laughs> one out there. You got the turkey. How can I get the turkey from you? Yep. So uh, the Kickstarter is running right now, and you're unlocking more characters. Yes. Uh, so we already have an expansion pack all set up, and it adds six new main characters. And then we've also expanded the gameplay to have many characters, which uh, are, I mean, they, they are minor characters that start the game with you or they start the game in play and they do random effects like um the chicken hawk if you roll a two if anybody rolls a two or a four then that player who rolled a two or a four has to pick a bird and put it on the chicken hawk uh as if the chicken hawk came down and swooped their bird from them right uh same thing with big bad wolf but he can have more you can kill those characters later on but I'm really excited also wait, for... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill somebody else's helper? Well, it, the those two are not really helpers. Ralph, okay. Yeah, Ralph is a helper, and you can play yeah, in I was, different ways. Yeah, I was picturing him like, like my chicken hawk is like my Ralph. Like, he's trying to help me out, and now you're hunting my helper. And I'm like, wait a minute. This <laughs> game just... This game really just took a dark turn. Now, actually, uh, because of the tiers that we have, you can create your own character and your own mini character. So if you wanted, you know, a, a your own helper that, you know, steals other people's stuff, I mean, as long as it's balanced, yeah, who cares? <laughs> so the characters themselves, they have different... Uh special abilities that allow them to either reload faster or they hit on better numbers because it's all about the averages of the dice. Yes. And you're trying to roll above a certain number. And so the different characters have different things that help them do something, basically help them break a a small rule or help them move faster. Yeah. And action cards can uh, lift that up and down too on every aspect. Yes, I'm, I'm aware as my son <laughs> tends to 
Is it like low of my guys down with uh, poor character? My characters can never shoot. So. <laughs> but yeah, I love the artwork. Who did your artwork? I, it, it was, uh, I found her on SketchMob actually. And uh, mainly because I liked her artwork, but primarily because I was a lot poorer back then. And so she was cheaper. And uh, it, we got a really, really good working relationship together. Um, she's really responsive and, uh, her name is Mary and she's been phenomenal to work with actually. She finding did... a good artist is hard and finding yeah. one that, and then creating that, uh, relationship, man, that's mm-hmm. going to carry you a, a long way. Yeah. She did all of the main characters and then, uh, I did the card design and, um, it, all the, you know, g- uh, graphical work around that. But yeah, she did all the main characters and uh, all the action cards. Uh, so, you know, all the scenes that you see on the action cards, uh, hot bath, that kind of stuff. I mean, all those were things that I asked of her and sent very vague ideas. I was like, yeah, by now I trust you. Let's see what you come up with. And she did awesome. No, she certainly did. I I do. I, th- I think the artwork is great. I love the sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like Neo. the bird. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like the bird from, you know, the Matrix. Yeah. You know, I, I just, there's, the artwork is really, to me, it really captures the, the feel, the lightheartedness of the game. It is it is kind of a, a, a very cutthroat-ish game, oh, yeah. but you're having a lot of fun doing it because you got you're these crazy characters running around, Harry Crackshot, Richard Brownback, I love, you know, he's got his golf club, you know, just... I would like to say that uh, all of these characters are uh, multicultural, right? We have a oh yeah, we have a broad spectrum of uh, races and creeds and talents and uh, LGBTQ and all that. I appreciate that. It's a great game. It's on Kickstarter right now. Um, runs through like almost another four or five days, probably once we get this edited and, and posted. Mm-hmm. My son, he's eight. We had a blast playing it. Uh, like I said, we really enjoyed it with the more player count. So it doesn't take that long, really, to play. Um, I, I think my son and I realized it's about 10 minutes per player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, and it, I mean, the first, you know, game takes a little longer. Just, sure. you know, Learning getting curve. people learn. Right. But once you start firing off, I mean, you don't have to wait for people. You're just flying and going and flipping and grabbing and switching and dumping other people's birds. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really fast and really active. Downtime is a big thing with, with my kid, you know, with any kid really, sure. right? you got, you got to minimize the downtime, which is why we got hooked on these rolling rights. Cause we were playing a lot of Yahtzee, but the oh, downtime, yeah. the downtime for Yahtzee is, is really high. Yeah. I mean, you do your, you do your turn. And then you sit back and you relax. And, yep. Or you or you wander off. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm yelling across the house, dude, it's your turn, man. <laughs> and so we came across these rolling rights that keep everybody engaged in every round. And so I look at that when I play games. And so like Turducken, like you said, it's really, it's quick. I mean, it plays up to six. I played it, you know, with four uh, but it it is fast because there's you you knock your dice down one, draw a card, play a card, shoot a bird, don't shoot a bird, you know whatever, and and then it's on to the next player. I mean, it, 
the downtime is very minimal and it does it does make for an interesting game when you you know you think you're getting ready to go and then you're not because somebody throws a bear trap on you or something and <laughs> they slow yeah. you down around but again it, it, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah it's a blast. I had a good time playing it. Um, I look forward to the Kickstarter ending so that uh, I can get all the extra goodies that have been unlocked to add to my my box here. Yeah, we're only uh, two two goals left right now, and we're just under a week out. So yeah, there's uh, in the last goal is at thirty five hundred. So we're not even asking for much, right? We're right. just covering a uh, low amount uh production run so so let's talk about that for a second because you and i you and i have been talking via email yes a lot uh over the past few months and that's one of the things that i think a lot of people they don't know about yeah oh yeah print runs and so i was talking with another company that they're working on some kickstarter ideas and they were talking about looking at doing, you know, all oh, this company needs, you know, the minimum order quantities are, you know, yeah. Everybody talks about Panda. It's, you know, hard in the pun, but it's the gorilla in the room. You know, it's the Panda in the room and they do great work, but Panda doesn't need Turducken. No. Oh no. Their, and, their MOQ was 2500. Yeah, that's I, up. I mean, it used to be fifteen hundred. That tells you how much they still yeah. they they really don't need turducken. Right. Because when I was looking at them to do fences, it was fifteen hundred, and we're like, that's just way too many for, you know, me and my buddy to print up a game of fences. We don't need you know fifteen hundred copies, man. <laughs> right. Our wives would be like, yeah, hope you guys got a place to live with all your <laughs> <That's> games. <right. laughs> Um, and so that was a big thing. And so you and I were talking about that and, and trying to shop out the MOQ and, you know, balancing MOQ versus price. I mean, that's a big, it's a big yeah. balance. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you know, not being in the know, you know, being a, it, cause I know a lot of shop owners, uh, since doing turducken and doing, you know, demos around a lot of shop owners have done their own, uh, Kickstarter. So, and it, they know a lot more about the industry than, you know, somebody just coming in like me fresh off the boat. I have no clue what's going on. I know game crafter. That's about as far as my extent went right for knowing how things went. And and not to knock the game crafter. They are fantastic for prototypes. Oh man. yeah, they are, man. Yeah. I remember we were doing a prototype for a game that we're working on. And we ordered it and we were like 147 deep. And we're like, man, that's going to take forever. Yeah, like a week and a half later, it's like, your order is next. And we're like, 147? I mean, all they do is just (laughs) bang out these small print runs. And man, they don't have the selection. They don't have the options that a traditional, bigger manufacturer has. Man, you cannot argue with the quality that they send down, yeah, you can't yeah. get linen finish or you can't get blue core cards or whatever, but I can get a game made in 10 or 20 of them shipped to me in two weeks. I'll take it. Yeah. And the quality is still good. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I would be plenty proud to, you know, have that one be it. When it comes to game design, there's so much going on. And uh, the fact that you found 
Mary with Sketch Mob, and you've got a good relationship with her, that's going to pay absolute dividends moving forward um, with your other games. Uh, which your next, so right now you also have a print and play available on your website yep. called Caps and Stones. Which, yep, <clears throat> apologize, I have a copy of that and I have yet to get to it. Um, <laughs> my shelf of shame, uh, went from like two games to 15 in about a week and a half, so <laughs> I've been working on trying to get that down. So, Caps and Stones, what's that one? Yeah, so Caps and Stones is a two-player game, and it's super fast. It's anywhere between 5-15 minutes tops, and it's kind of a cross between dominoes and tic-tac-toe. Uh, so the goal, instead of getting three up and down or left and right or in a diagonal, is you need to make four in a square. And uh, it's one plane piece that's copied 30 times, and one person gets half of the plane piece, and then the other person gets the other half of the plane piece. And the whole goal is just to draw one from the pile, lay it down on the table, make sure that it joins, you know, with the other ones that are on the table and try to create your square of four. And the other person or you can, you know, uh, play next to each other, play on top of and stack them as you go. Uh, so it's a really simple, really fast, really easy game. You can literally learn it in three seconds and putting down about three tiles. Yeah, and and I still haven't got to it. That's how horrible of a person I am. <laughs> once you do, once you do, <laughs> you will be addicted. Because yeah. we have a we have a twelve year old in the house, and uh, for like the first it, uh, the first week after I created it, she's like, "I want to play again. I want to play again. I want to play again. I want to play again." I'm like, all right. I mean, that's how you know. I mean, even with like Turducken, all the different character cards a lot keeps that replayability high. Oh yeah, because absolutely. you know maybe you didn't get to be the character you wanted to this game, uh, or maybe you wanted to try a different strategy with the same character. You know, anytime you can introduce different dynamics, uh, especially in games like Turducken, where you can change characters and play totally different, it's it's a blast. And then in games with like Caps and Stones, where you're trying to out strategy your opponent, like, oh yeah, it just like you like like. Your twelve-year-old saying, "You got me this time, but I got you this. I, I got you next time. I'm going to do it." And and that just builds that replayability, which just really hammers home this is a game that's worth playing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, hundred percent. So the other one on your website right now, which is your work in progress, is called Chachki Wars. What's yes? I don't, I don't know anything about this one, and I don't <clears throat> feel bad about not oh, playing no. it yet because. I don't have it yet, so I don't feel bad. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, <clears throat> all right, a little bit of background. So both uh, Chashka Wars and Caps and Stones, I, I don't know, maybe two months ago, I, with it with being a gaming business, I'm thinking, well, everything should be about games, even my business card. So and, uh, Ralph, the uh, guy that's <laughs> in Mr. Duckin, yeah. He, he's absolutely a uh, business card, right? Yeah. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, with a business card, you either have to cut out or rip up or tear up. You know, how do you get pieces, game pieces, game tokens built into a business card? And Caps and Stones was one of those uh, spinoffs. The other one was Tchotchke Wars. And that one is, so, you know, uh, my thought process was, 
Okay, if you have a business card, what else can you use as a token? I mean, pennies change, sure, but who carries cash anymore, right? And especially the pandemic, may get worse, whatever. But when you're at cons, you get a whole bunch of junk. You get pens, you get, right, like wood tokens that you'll never use for anything because you forgot about the game. You get, you know, little knickknacks and stuff, right? You just get junk. Yeah, business but a lot cards of also. Oh, you get a ton. You get a yeah. lot of junk. Yeah, you do. And so I'm like, oh, well, if I have the business card as the characters, then you can use that junk to power the characters. So for Chachka Wars, um, it's a two-player game. You and a friend grab whatever. It can be anything around the house. Grab a pair of scissors, grab a, <laughs> a, you know your empty Coke can, grab a plant off the wall, you know, whatever. Um, if you have a kid, grab the diaper bag. Right, it just doesn't matter uh, because the characters gain power from aspects of that junk. So, you know, one character may use color, one character may use shape, another one may use the type of material that it is. Um, that sounds yeah, so, great. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's trying to use everyday objects to build and power that game. And so it's a two-player fight. It's, again, simple, you know, five to 15 minutes because still trying to find a balance in, uh, you know, power and defense and life and all that kind of stuff, and then special abilities. But all in all, um, the initial playthroughs have been really good. They've been a lot of fun. And now it's just, you know, playing it until you're dead to figure out where that balance is. But... That's been on hold because of Turducken and the Kickstarter. And sure. All that. But oh, once Kickstarter that's done... will suck your life in, man. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, running a Kickstarter takes a lot out of you. And you read about that in the books. You hear it on the podcast. Like, oh, man, I was so tired of my Kickstarter was over. And I'm like, really? It's just a Kickstarter. I mean, how hard? Man, that'll wear you yeah. out. Yeah, because it's not Kickstarter. It's all the social media that you yeah. have to go through. I mean, that's. I have not done social media like this ever in my entire life. <laughs> you've done a good job with it, though. I told you that earlier today. Like, I think you've yeah. done a great job with the mailing list, the updates, try, you know, driving the engagement. Uh, you've you've done a you did a lot better than I did. I can tell you that. Like, we were trying to figure <laughs> it out. We're still trying to figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I mean. It's been it's been fun watching uh, the the campaign unlocking things and the different social stretch goals and all that and man I hope I hope you do three million and it's the next uh, tiny epic but we have a long way to go in a very short amount of time <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows you don't know what's gonna happen yeah but it, so I was kind of shocked because there have been some big uh, donors in the I. I was not planning for that, right? I mean, that was just like, what just happened? And so those playmats were literally an overnight creation that I whipped together uh, to get everything going, you know, and put more out there for the high donors kind of thing. And I think they ended up looking really good. So, yeah. (laughs) Whatever whatever it takes, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been a fun Kickstarter. Um, I wish you luck on it. I hope it, I hope it does. You know, it'll do enough for you so that you can keep moving forward with Chachki Wars and getting Captain yep. Stones out there. 
Uh, I have another question for you. One that I, I, I mean, I've been meaning to add to my, my repertoire of uh, interview questions. When you play a game that has colors, do you have a specific color you like to be? Oh. Uh, I My favorite colors are the uh, royalty stones. So like rubies and sapphires and uh, those kind of things. So yeah, I will try to go for those colors in general. <laughs> I just came across, I was I came across something. Man, that is a great question to ask people. Yeah, oh, absolutely. My my buddy Brad, it's green. And no matter so, what, just no, green. It's just green. And so I kind of felt bad when we did fences because fences didn't have green in the base game. That was one of the five six player expansions. Green got bumped for purple because my son, who played the game a lot with us, he likes purple. So we put purple in the game, which bumped green to the five six expansion, which then accidentally. It, I'll tell you what, work at a convention booth. There were people who bought my five six player expansion because they wanted green or because they wanted white. It is a real thing. Wow. <laughs> got okay. the color. Yeah. So, like I said, these dice are black and gold. I loved that. Um, would I buy a game because I had black and gold dice? Probably not, but <laughs> maybe. But, but now, now that I've seen black and gold dice, maybe. <laughs> well, Adrian, it's been great having you on today. Um, if people want yeah, to reach out, yeah, if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Oh, super easy and easy to remember. It's cockblockstudios.com. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, no underscores, no numbers, nope. no, no, the O is a zero, nothing. <laughs> nope. Just straight up the way it sounds. Yeah, Cockblock Studios. Yeah, and look up his game, Turducken. Um, give it a look. You know, I, I, you know, the son and I had a great time playing it. I think, you know, if you like the kind of the take that backstabbing kind of game, there's a, <laughs> and, and if you like Turduckens, uh, th this is uh, definitely your kind of game. Uh, so it's, it's out there, and I, I at first, like when it came across the the desk, the request for uh, a review. I'm like, I don't know what that game is, but it's called Turducken, and I want it. <laughs> and uh, so I got it, and I was like, heck yeah, this is a game about creating a turducken for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm glad you weren't disappointed. No, I I think it was great. Like I like I said, I think it does work a little better with the higher player count, just because more cards get in there, yes. more people are playing, more just more interaction happens. Yeah. Oh, two player is vicious. Two two player is is mean. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> it is because you don't have a choice, right? Yeah. You have this card that you want to play. You only have one person to play it against. But when you bring in the third and the fourth player, now you've got multiple people to play it against and multiple people yep. playing against you. And I just, it makes the game a lot of, a lot of fun and a lot of backstabbing and just, it's a lot of fun with, you know, three or four players because you just get so much more out there at once. And oh, you know, yeah. the cards are flying everywhere. The, the ducks are flying, the turkeys are flying, <laughs> yeah, cards are. are flying, dice are, <laughs> dice are flying. And, and the, the expansions that we're, I mean, not only the actual expansion pack with the other uh, 
the other main characters, but also the additional um, action cards that are coming through the Kickstarter setup. It it's it'll make things both easier and harder on a lot of different fronts. Like one of them, I don't think this one is uh, unlocked yet, but we're going to have a game warden where if you don't have a hunting license, which is a gold card, um, you automatically lose all your birds and go into immediate six reload. Oh so, man. <laughs> Let's not unlock that guy. I don't need. I don't, I don't need that guy because I, I can tell you right now he's only going to be played on me, and I don't need that. I might be one of those cards that mysteriously disappear. I don't know where it went. I lost it. I have all the cards, but that game warden. Where do you go? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's also going to be other ones that definitely help. So, like we have unlocked wound, which you know puts a hit on a bird, and we've unlocked poison bait, which reduces all hits for a bird down to zero, down to one. So, yeah, I mean, there's poison a lot bait. of balance. So you're going to poison the animal. You're going to go home and eat. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like decon. Don't use that because then the mouse dies, and your cat eats the mouse, and your cat dies. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna poison the duck, then I'm gonna go home and eat. Oh man! So uh, Turducken's the game. Cockblock Studios is the uh, publisher. Adrian Hoffman is the owner slash creator slash CEO. We'll throw the C suite in there with it. Why not? And as usual, if you want to reach out to me, it's Facebook.com/slash Eat Lunch and Board Game. Or you can email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. Yeah, they do. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room. Which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist. And maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.